This is a message from the emergency alert system. This is not a test. The following message is issued by the request of United States government. Our planet is under attack by an unknown extraterrestrial force. All attempts to stop this attack have failed. Radiation levels have reached lethal limits. Seek immediate underground shelter if possible. Remain inside until you received other instructions from government officials. This is not a test. Welcome to The Pattern is Full, a podcast exploring the unknown. We are your hosts, Dan and Dave. From past to future, we'll take you on a journey of discovery and surprise. Every episode, we'll uncover hidden patterns and extraordinary tales that will question what you know and challenge what you think you know. From ancient mysteries to cutting-edge science, get ready to explore the unknown. So join us as we dive deep into the depths of the metaphysical and unknown. Come along, and let's see what we can discover together. Welcome to The Pattern is Full. I'm Dan. I'm Dave. So, what's up, man? Uh, The usual, it's a sweltering Friday night here in the hometown. It is. uh, It's so hot that they push the football game back one hour, so that's how hot it is. Yeah, yeah, and from what I heard, the um, heat index at that time has to still be under 104 before they can play, and as of about 15 minutes ago, it was 106. It looks like it's down to 101, so that's um, that's probably a um, plus. They just play the game, so yeah. a sun starts down a little bit, it it uh, starts to cool off a little bit. I mean, not yeah. that 101s, but it's better than 110. So, well, it's at least, um, yeah, at least the um, sun will be down when they start. Yep, 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 yep. So, it's been Man, a crazy even, week. It has. Man, crazy, crazy. Lots of stuff going on. All over the globe. Um, so, you know, we always tell you guys that we had an interview. We had an interview set up for tonight. Um, and that person had to drop out on us last minute, but it's because of a sick baby. So definitely understand that. We're going to get her in here with us, hopefully here very soon. Uh, she's been doing a lot of research on the Maui fires. So we're going to just kind of touch on that. But, you know, I've done it a little bit of touching on it last week. We're going to save it. She's kind of a, um, she's a true crimes buff uh, is her main thing. But she, um, she's she's done a lot of digging on these fires. I think it'd be pretty cool to hear what she's got to say. Right. Uh, so hopefully... You know, I figure next week we probably will not record, but since it's Labor Day, 
in fact, I think next Friday I'm going to be out of town. So I think we're loading up the old camper and heading somewhere. So uh, Don't blame you. It's been so hot. And before it got this hot, it didn't do anything but rain every day. So we yep. really got to do anything as far as uh, camping a whole lot this summer. And, you know, really sucks to have that big old thing sitting out in your driveway and you're paying for it and you don't use it. <laughs> just, yeah, that's got to be a, a disappointment. And that may be why some people eventually think, I'm going to sell this thing. <laughs> like yeah. somebody that we know that sold theirs and then they regretted it. But, you know. Yeah, they are. But they're um, they're a lot of fun when you're doing it, man. It, like when you're out and going, I enjoy it. Of course, I mean, I guess I can record remotely, but you're usually so busy when you're at a, at a campground with running with the kids and stuff. It's Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's my beverage of choice tonight. Originally, started with that wonderful Killian's Red that we all like. Um, oh, yeah, that's my favorite. It was good and cold and sweaty. And uh, now I've um, moved on over to a lighter beverage. Some may call it water, but it's Bush Light. So. <laughs> hey, that's the uh, great minds think alike because that's what I'm going to have or am having already. <clears throat> so. Last week without you here, I had a little, um, um, I tried to name our um, constituents out there and call them patterners or, uh, uh, I can't, I made up a bunch of really, you know, I was just running my mouth. I was like, what do we call our dedicated followers? Uh, the patterners, the, um, uh, uh hmm. I don't know. You know, I think it's something. Oh, well, here's what we do. We'll just have a contest. We call them ghost riders. Oh, it's not bad. Negative, negative ghost rider. The pattern is full. The pattern is full, and all of our ghost, uh, ghost riders out there yep. that are joining in. So hey. I wanted to hit a couple things I talked to you about, though, um, and let you listeners know. I'm thinking the month of October. We, we're going to, I think if it's okay with you, I think I'd like to step away from the UFO. I mean, we'll still do the, the breaking news and stuff like that, but I would like to do paranormal, uh, ghost type, um, you know, it could be, um, anything from hauntings. Um, which is ghosts, um, I don't know, um, cryptids, anything that, um, I think we'll like touch on some of that stuff. I want to stay on top of what's going on like we always do, but I think that'd be really cool. And I've been wanting to get my wife on the podcast because she had a very recent paranormal experience, as you know. Um, uh, I'm going to see if I can get her on here, um in October to tell that story. Uh, I have a few myself. I'd like to tell one that her and I um, definitely, um, I don't know, we, we experienced one together uh, at the same time in another house that we lived in. And mm-hmm. I think it would be a great story because not only did we experience what had happened, but the dogs experienced it too. 
Sure. And, uh, it's, it, it's, you know, it'd be a really cool story to talk about. Um, so, um, I don't know, I think, and there's a lot of those kind of stories out there and we can probably get some other people on to interview. Um, but back, let me, before I jump off that, I do like the ghost, uh, the ghost riders, but if anybody else has any ideas of what you want to be called as a listener, shoot us, uh, you know, hit us up on social media or on, um, email patterns, full podcast at gmail.com. Uh, just hit us up, give us ideas. If you win the award, we'll proudly give you a shout out here on the podcast and, uh, You'll win a no prize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No prize. I think I said last week, and I don't know if you listened to last week or not, just me mumbling, but I was trying to get us a little merch store up and running. Absolutely. I'm stuck between a couple different things right now, a couple different ones. Uh, I'll go with one of those uh, here soon and get merch up where you'll there'll be a link on our. Uh, on our webpage pattern is fullpodcast.com and it'll go to some merch, probably t-shirts, coffee cups, hats, hoodies, stuff like that. So, um, anyway, without further ado, you got any more chit chat you want to ramble in on visiting? Uh, just, well, like we discussed a little bit earlier, uh, I think this past Monday, if we're still sticking with the UFO theme was the, um, what is it like the, I have to look it up the number of years now, but it's the anniversary of the, um, the Kelly green men incident down near Hopkinsville, Kentucky, um, which is just down the road from us. That's and, right. Uh, it's also, um, the, where the origin of the Hopkinsville goblins come from, which are, uh, the little green men with the big ears and the bul bulging out eyes um, so this was in, an incident that happened to a family that lived out in the country near the little town of Kelly and, um, supposedly, uh, you know, sometime in the, on that evening, these creatures showed up and started just harassing these people like crazy. They were out shooting guns at them, trying to kill them and not, you know, nothing. Uh, it didn't seem that they, they were able to injure them at all. And of course they all ran or uh, got in their cars and drove to town and told the sheriff the story. And anyway, it's kind of become a local and even a national kind of legend. And, um, I've got a buddy that could tell us a whole lot more about it, but, um, anyway, you can look that up. It's a, it's one of the, one of those sort of foundational UFO sighting events that's happened along with Roswell and, and back in that time frame. Uh, I'll go ahead and look up the year real quick, but, um, what did, yeah. wasn't it 19, was that in the fifties? Yeah, I think so. August 21st, 1955. Okay. I was thinking 58 for some reason, but yeah, it was, um, yeah, that's right. Now you have a, uh, you have a, um, friend that is uh well versed in this story right uh yes he participated they have a i don't know if they did it this year but they have a festival called kelly the kelly green man days um they do a lot of events down there around hopkinsville um 
and he's he's usually really involved with that. And he's a big toy buff, so he he knows all this all this stuff about um, the toys. There's a lot of uh, these green men toys manufactured in uh, Japan. It's like a big thing. I guess it's a it's much more well known in Japan, and they don't call them like Kelly Green Men. They call them Hopkinsville Goblins. So that's that's the that mm-hmm. is actually the term that they use to call uh, to uh, you know describe these little creatures. And they, there's lots of toys, all kinds of crazy stuff out there that's that's available. You can get online. Well, I'll be telling you, I think it's a really cool story, and I think to to when you hear the real story, something happened to these people. Yeah, something. They did not make this shit up. I mean, uh, maybe maybe you know some bad moonshine. Who knows? But uh, yeah, I yeah. don't know. Um, <laughs> Wasn't there actually a um, Project Blue Book case open, down it? Maybe. From um, what I heard, uh, Project Blue Book did open an investigation on this. The Air Force did. Um, let me see. Yeah, uh, the uh, United States Air Force... Did open a blue book file on it, um, uh, and they opened that. They determined it a hoax, but Project Blue Book determined a lot of things a hoax. Right. Uh, they said it was a um, great horned owl. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bunch of owls. And these owls are about two feet tall. And um, can be aggressive or appear aggressive because they won't stop. Like, I guess that they're not really scared of people. That's yeah. what they're saying. So, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. That, the, the guy that... Um, without getting too much into it, because I'd like for your friend to come on and let's interview him at some point. Um, give me just a second here. Um, without getting too far into it, um, one of the, the people in this actually said uh, they saw like a green light streak across the sky. You know, that's part of the story. Mm-hmm. It's a really interesting story. And it's an early on ufo case and i mean it is referenced to in a lot of things a lot of people reference this ufo case um you know i just check it out i'll put the uh i'll tell you what i'll do i'll put the wikipedia link to it in our show notes yeah that'll give you a brief overview but it is um it's really worth looking up there's all kind of uh, videos on um youtube about it as well um um, and of course, this is my own theory. This is a conspiracy theory of mine, and it involves um, the Kelly Greenman comic books. And if you've watched the uh, Secret Invasion TV show, The Scrolls, um, and I, let me see if I can share my screen here. Uh, where is I have it? not watched Secret Invasion yet, although it is on my list. Uh, Okay, so this 
is from the very, very early, like the first few issues of the Fantastic, Fantastic Four number two uh, in like 1961. These are the scrolls and what they looked like at that time. To me, this looks a lot like the Kelly Greenman, and and I can't help but wonder if there was some inspiration for the for these creatures or characters uh, that came to Jack Kirby, the man that drew these. And I, like I said, this is just a personal thing. I just see a resemblance. I think it's interesting. Um, but Kirby was known for his horror comics and drawing science fiction and and lots of things like that through the all the way from like the 30s through. Uh, the 90s and so he was there when the original comics were starting to be published and he did a lot of uh, horror and fantasy and science fiction comics in the 50s and then in the 60s of course started um, the whole Marvel thing with uh, Stan Lee but um, anyway just uh, something interesting little thing to think about Um, I don't know that there's any proof or that anybody could confirm it it's just something I've thought of that um, I like to argue with Kurt, my friend that does the Kelly Greenman stuff uh, about. So anyway, if you're a comic book buff, check it out. Look for yourself. Make your own decision. Do your own research. (laughs) There's nothing to research because there's nothing out there. It's just me and my wild theory. So anyway, there we go. That's pretty cool. I I didn't know that. So those were uh, that comic came out after the story. Yeah, it, was, it came out the the first Fantastic Four number one came out in I think 1961. I would have to double check. I, I think it was the first Marvel comic, and then there was like the Fantastic Four and um, uh, the X Men, and then Spider Man came along a little bit later. Um, gotcha. So yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, well, cool. That's that's cool. I would you uh you reach you can reach out to him at some point and see uh, if he could record, uh, maybe sometime in this next month. Uh, get on with us and uh, let him tell the story of the Hopkinsville gob goblins. Is that mainly what it's known for? I, I mean, I know it was called the. I've always heard it called the the Kelly Hopkinsville encounter. Right. Uh, and um. And I'll call it, I've heard of Kelly Greenman, the Kelly Hopkinsville thing, the Hopkinsville goblins and whatnot. I mean, um, I guess maybe that's what these folks called them. They maybe called them goblins or said they looked like goblins. I, I don't know. But like you said, let me jump circle right back around. It made me think of something. You were talking about the um, the horned owl. You know, they do say the, the testimony from those folks said that I guess these creatures could fly. So maybe, you know, who knows if they're that big and they're, there's enough moonshine, you're liquored up enough. I don't know. Maybe a horned owl can look like, and of course, if you're, you're probably not a very good shot. So maybe they just kept shooting at them and missing it. And, you know, uh, but still, so you keep saying moonshine. And, and I, I, I have heard the story and I've read the story. Um, and it's kind of hard to believe that, um, we live so close to Kelly and the Hopkinsville that I have not visited that place because I know yeah. about that. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, when is their festival that they do? What they would have done it. Uh, I think there's some, le- <laughs> there's some weird legal troubles. They were, they did it for three or four years. And then the people that had been sponsoring it had this big split about who owned the rights to do it. And so I don't uh, think yeah. they've actually had it for the last couple of years. It, it probably would have been this past weekend if they were going to do it, but, um, I got you. So, 
there are some um, interesting. Um, there's some podcasts about it. I've, I've listened to them. You know, a lot of people have covered this story. It is yeah. one of the more well-known UFO encounters. Now, I will say that to the most part, people end up saying this was a hoax. Yeah. At the end of it, uh, you know me. You know how I am the WWFD. That's my, you know, what my bracelet, not the what would Jesus do. That's WWJD. Mine's WWFD, and that's what would Fox do. Because uh, everything I think is on that, uh, what what would Fox Mulder do? You know. Um, he would give it credence. He would look into it. He would be serious. That's you know. right. So if you, I'll put some, of, we'll get some of those bracelets out if you want some WWFD bracelets. What would Fox do? Uh, because Fox Mulder is right up there at the top of the hero list with me. Uh, but you kept saying that uh, Bad Moonshine, were they intoxicated? Oh, I have no idea. I'm just oh, figuring, okay. you know, these people are up late partying in Kentucky in the middle of, you know, nowhere. I, I just wouldn't. Well, it was 1955. I don't know what they would have been, you know. I don't know what there was to do late in 1955. That was like either, 70 years ago. So Other uh, other than drink liquor in the middle. I don't know. I assume you know, all those people that were involved are deceased at this point. Yeah, but I think there were actually some maybe some children at the house at the time. So maybe there may be a few of the relatives or descendants anyway that are around. Okay. That's pretty cool. I, 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 I definitely want to do a deeper dive into it. Uh, and what's your friend's name again? That that's into Kurt. it. Kurt. Kurt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You'll meet him. Well, at the show, he'll be at the show. Yeah. He's always there. And, um, Mark yeah, Griffin something. is a good source on information. about. Oh, that. okay. Yeah. Well, Mark would be great to have on the podcast too. Mark uh, would come to it from the perspective of comic books and he has, just this huge knowledge of all the different appearances of the Kelly green man in comic books as well. Well, Kurt does too, but, and he collects that anytime he can find a comic that references that he, you know, he, he finds it and buys it. Um, but through the years, there've been actually a lot of different um, comic book adaptations of the story. So, but Mark uh, is more of a historian and Kurt knows his comics a lot better than me. And a good time to throw in a plug. If you are around the Kentucky or Tennessee area, uh, South Central Kentucky, um, around the Nashville, Springville, Tennessee, uh, on sep- what's the date? Sep- September 30th. September 30th. The Borderland Comic Book and Toy Extravaganza right. will be in Russellville, Kentucky. Um, tell them a little more about it, Dave. I mean, you're, I just joined you on this journey last year. So, um, the Borderlands comic book show, it's probably, it's the, um, I like to say it might be the best comic book show that you've never heard of. And it is right here in Russellville, Kentucky, like right in the heart of, um, South central Kentucky. We're about equidistantly located between, uh, Bowling Green, Kentucky, Clarksville, Tennessee, Nashville, Owensboro. Uh, so we're right there and um, we have some really interesting folks show up and um, always have a good time. It's free to yes. get in September 30th at the Logan County Ag 
extension office, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Yeah, and there will be uh, all kinds of vendors set up. Hopefully, we'll have a food truck or two there. Uh, and uh, we ourselves are into selling comic books and vintage toys, and we'll have some of our stuff there. Uh, and in a, there will be so many people there with that type of stuff. So if you're into, yep. like, vintage toys or new toys or comics, there will be a wide variety and we always encourage uh, a cosplay type atmosphere. Um, so uh, I always participate in some type of dressing up. Um, last year I done the whole Tony Stark thing. I think I'm rolling with a, a Negan from the walking dead this year. Uh, that's kind of where I'm, I'm going to go. Uh, but we do have a contest that is for the children only. Right. Um, and they'll win something, the best uh, best costume. What will you do? First, second, third place, right? I think we did best, like best boy, best girl. And then last okay. year we had so many vendors that donated uh, an item to the to the cosplay contest okay. that I think we gave away several prizes. I, it's hard to remember now. That was a blur. It for is. Me, but, um, it is. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a busy day. Uh, Dave and I pretty much put it all together and, and organize it. And then uh, a friend, Mark also uh, helps out some with it. Um, and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a busy day. And then, and then you get to clean it all up after it's over. But, right. Uh, so if you're uh, there and Dan will have his shades and he can sign autographs, you know, right. whatever. That's right. Um, yeah. Come and meet the pattern is full cast. Meet the hosts take a selfie with us the podcast cast the podcast cast it, it'll be awesome um, just be a ghostwriter and come on up that's right that's right anyway, September uh, 30th we uh, if you if you make it and you've heard the podcast make sure you uh, holler at us and let us know <clears throat> on another note uh, when you uh, I will put the address to where the the location of the uh, comic book show in the show notes. And then you can, um, you know, we get a map if you want to want to check it out. Uh, it is a good time. It, the atmosphere is always really good. And like last year, one of the biggest hits was um, a lady brought her dad's entire comic book collection, had no idea about comic books, and just kind of spread them out on a table and started taking deals. And I think she was like that, that booth was the hottest one there last oh, year yeah. because All it was the, books that had been setting in a basement on a shelf for years and he just decided he wanted to clean his basement out and she loaded them all up and brought them to the show yep and there was no organization to it or anything they were just kind of spread out on a table and um, uh, i think a lot of people got some really good stuff and got some really good deals on some stuff and she is coming back this year. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, cool. the, yeah, she's got, I don't think that scratched the surface of what she's got. You know, she's bringing more. Um, and th it was the kind of thing where a lot of the vendors, they they were telling me later, they're like, I'm not going to make a dime today because I'm spending all my money over here buying comic books from this lady. But, you know, still, you got to keep your stock. You got to, you know, and uh, it's, it's just one of those things. Every now and then it happens. Um, I have some interesting guests, uh, Sam Payne, who's an artist from uh, around Nashville. 
Uh, if you look up Sam Payne art on Facebook or on uh, TikTok, you can see some of his work. He's into more of a pinup model style, I guess. Um, really clean uh, looking artwork. And he's done some covers for Archie and things like that. So uh, he'll be there and he'll have some stuff that he can sign, comics, posters, whatever. Um, who else is going to be there besides us? I don't know. Yeah, there's there's a lot. We'll put we'll put put a link up. We'll put uh, uh, description of the show. Uh, uh, you can follow that show on on Facebook as well. Um, it is uh, the Borderland Comic Book Show uh, or the Borderland Comic Borderland Comics. Is that how it is listed? Uh, it's on Facebook, it's Borderland Comic Book Show. Or Borderland Comics. Uh, it's borderlandshow.com is the website. And, um, you know, it is, um, it's kind of our side hustle. We make a little bit doing it, and it's a lot of fun. But, um, and, but you just meet people that become your friends, and year after year, I've been doing this for, I guess this is going on seven years now, and it's like there, there's people that have been there since the very first one, and gotten to know these folks there's just some really good people that you know of course you share common interests and um just a lot of fun to get to get together and sort of like a reunion almost <clears throat> yeah yeah it, uh like last year was my first one joining dave i had been to him before but i'd never joined him in like hosting the show and uh i enjoyed it and uh didn't hurt to make a little pocket change off of the deal either i mean it, it was uh paid a bill or two for yeah. a couple months so uh that was nice so, uh, but again, uh, put the details in the show notes and it is free admission for you to come. You, you, there's no obligation to buy anything. Just come look around. The yep. more the merrier. Uh, and like I said, it, we get the legalities of a food truck worked out. Hopefully we'll have some, uh, a food truck there for people to, um, get food and stuff. And then, um, we'll, um, I don't know. It'll just be a good time. And We'll be promoting the podcast big at that show as well. Uh, so, yeah, if you, you know, if we've hit that celebrity uh, point of fame with you and you want to get a selfie and an autograph, hey, we are there for you. Absolutely. So, uh, anyway, uh, I guess we need to get into some, some, let's start out with some fishy news. How about that? Absolutely. Say hi. Hi. Okay. Now, all all right. right. See you later. Bye. Uh, one of them Hopkinsville goblins. Yeah, that was King Caden of the palace. Uh, uh, where's Prince, Princess Cthulhu? Is she around tonight, too? Well, she has absconded with my cell phone, so she's probably holed up somewhere playing <laughs> Toka Boca. Toka Boca. Between yeah. Toka Boca and Roblox, it runs a battery down around here. It sure does. <laughs> sure does. All right. So I found a, this article is from a while back. It was back in July. This started making some uh, headway. I thought it was really cool, and I, I think I forgot to mention it every time. Um, I think I told you today when I when I was talking about it or the other day when we were talking about it that um, they were called death fish. I was wrong. They're called uh, doomsday fish. Doomsday. Okay. So the doomsday fish, uh, it's this weird, uh, 
fish. No. Uh, the name of the fish is a. Okay, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to find the name of this fish. It's got a really weird name, uh, but this fish was found. Well, they they seen the fish here recently um, off the coast of Taiwan. Uh, it's like 56 feet long, and they can weigh up to 600 pounds. You never see these fish. They stay in the bottom of the ocean, and then um, from time to time, they'll come to the top of the ocean. It is the weirdest looking thing. It looks like, like, and it, it, it um, you know how you normally see a fish and they're, they're like, they swim uh, lateral or whatever, you know, they're like, yeah. like laying down. These things are like upright, like uh, they're upright. Like a seahorse type thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then that, and their head is like, down toward like, like their head is on them like a human head. <clears throat> and some of these things have big holes in the side of them. It is, it's, uh, it's. Something happened. It is so weird looking. And they say these big holes in them is where they get attacked by other. And I mean, there's some creepy shit in the bottom of the ocean. Have you ever seen some of the fish they take pictures of in the bottom of the ocean? Oh, yeah. And most of them never come up very high because. One, once they start getting sunlight, then well, they can't see anything. They've been so deep in the bottom of the ocean, that's all they can see is what's down there. Um, this is called an aura fish. Uh, is that how you say that? Aura? An aura fish. Yeah, that's it right there. Mm -hmm. um, so the reason they're called the doomsday fish is they normally only come up close to the surface when a natural disaster, an earthquake or a tsunami is going to happen. Now, obviously, scientists say there is no way that a fish can determine, um, an animal can determine if, if a natural disaster is going to happen. I, I mean, I've heard, I've read that here recently, but these fish, the last one of the last times were surfaced was in 2017. Um, close to, uh, I'd have to see where it was close to Turkey, I think. Uh, but whatever happened is when they had those major earthquakes in 2017, uh, right. and these fish surfaced up at that, uh, at that point. Um, you know, these things live like a thousand meters below the ocean surface. They are some creepy looking things, man. And, and they're chrome. They're like they're solid chrome is what is crazy. Like they say the divers that, that you saw in that picture right there, when they get up beside it, they can see the reflection in the fish. It's oh, so wow. shiny. So uh, it's crazy. And I guess they're not, uh, they're not like harmful. They don't hurt anything. They just, it, it just appears that they can detect seismic activity 
before it happens, which to me makes sense. I mean, and a lot of animals are able to, a lot yeah. of animals seem to hey. intuit that kind of thing. Well, and now that I'm in the somewhat horse world, you know, I mean, it's not like I'm dealing with horses that are running in the Kentucky Derby or anything, but I'm dealing with some um, barrel racing horses and stuff like that for my daughter. Uh, you know, we can be out messing with those horses on a perfectly sunny day and it looks beautiful and they kind of get spooked sometime and you don't know what's going on. They'll want to go back to the barn. Right. And, and then 30 minutes later, a storm's popped up and it's thundering and lightning and, 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 and it wasn't even on your radar on your phone. You know, they just knew it was headed that way. So, uh, I do think that, um, the doomsday fish probably are telling something. Of course, now if they came up in July and nothing big has happened yet, um, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, it, it would, I, I'm assuming they come up from what I've read, um, you know, around the area of where the natural disaster is going to happen. It says uh, the ore fish or reputation is known as the bad omen fish. Uh, and it's been reinforced several times. And the last time was in 2017. Six ore fish were seen just a few days before a major earthquake that killed six people in the Philippines. That's where that was. The Philippines. Yeah. So, um, crazy cool. We'll put a link to these ore fish and that article up on there. I saw this at greenmatters.com. Uh, I, I, and not only there, there, uh, you can get on TikTok. People has done, um, you know, videos about it. There's some videos about it on YouTube. Uh, this greenmatters.com is a, is a, pretty um legit website it is it's it's oriented toward uh the climate crisis and uh, but it, it's a pretty it, it's not got any disinformation in it i'll put it that way sure so, good good um good site to look at um anyway what do you think? What do you think about the fish? You think they're? Uh... I think it's pretty cool, and I like the, um, you know, the thought that it's maybe a, um, it does have some sort of omen factor. You know that maybe it's it's it it presages some natural disaster or event. Um, I mean, obviously there would need to be more testing and studies and proof, but still, it, it's a it's an interest. It's it's really cool to find something that they thought has even been extinct for so long. You know, now it's just showed up again, right. <clears throat> shown up again. And if, you, it, it, and if you just want to see some creepy fish, yeah. just like, uh, like literally, man, just open your duck, duck, go and, and type in, um, creatures that live in the bottom of the ocean. Yep. Uh, I'm going to tell you, I mean, that's some shit that you wouldn't even like horror movies ain't even got some of those fish. I mean, it would be, sorry, I, I should have muted that, but I, I was going to play that. I started playing that video in the background. It's a weird looking fish. I wonder what, did it say what the holes are or is that just like some dance, some injury? They think it's an injury. It says they're mysterious, but it, it, it they believe it's where, uh, 
it was attacked by basic a predator. Sure. It was able to get away from the predator. You know, uh, like they said, another uh, an, inter- an interesting fact about these oarfish is they're one of the few um, creatures at the bottom of the sea like that that have the ability to even come up to the surface of the sea or yeah. the ocean because most uh, most that live down that far, they, they just kind of stay down there. One, yeah, like would, I said, because light hurts their eyes. And yeah, decompression uh, would probably kill them. Yes, yes. And this thing has the ability to come up to the top. But um, anyway, um, I think there's probably something to it, and it's, it's kind of cool. So I want to, uh, well, since we were going to do our Maui topic, there's a lot of stuff on Maui. Uh, we were going to dive into it deep. I'm going to wait for our guest our our, uh, our uh, person we're going to interview to that. Uh, I'm sure you guys have all seen it. It burnt, and everything burnt except for anything blue. Supposedly these blue umbre- umbrellas, these blue uh, blue cars. Uh, I have seen where some of that stuff has been reported to be um, uh, photoshopped or or whatever. Some you know somebody change the color of the stuff to make it look I, I don't know I, I haven't dug enough into it and our uh, our guest had uh, but we're gonna hit that hopefully here in another week or so or we may have to do a special night record and then just pop it up on our usual time but um, I guess the big thing that we were going to talk about tonight is Peru yeah oh yeah the alien attacks in Peru. It is, uh, wow, it's crazy. Uh, the, uh, it's a, it's a small, uh, village, I guess. I, I mean, I don't know. I ain't been Peru. You've been, uh, is Peru, uh, like, is it a third world country? I mean, uh, Peru is in South America. I think it's, I think it borders the West coast of South America. It's that one. It's, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, it's really long and thin. Yeah. It's like it, it stretches yeah. almost from the top of South America to the bottom. And it's it's also where um, you know they have those ruins, the Machu Picchu ruins that they found up in the mountains, a complete city that was just left. Nobody knows, you know, exactly right. what happened to the folks that live there. Um I, I say that, but I actually think they're pro- probably a lot of the natives are descended from those folks. Uh, the, when I say natives, I mean the Peruvians. <clears throat> right, right. Uh, so, you know, and I, I don't know the economic status of Peru. I don't know if it's a, a wealthy country. I, I, I didn't look into that. I look into these aliens attacks that supposedly happened. And they it was to locals in a place called Alto Nanny of Hamlet, a little place, uh, got about 3,000 people there, and um, it's in the northern Amazon bison, and they, the, the, the locals there not only claimed to have saw this, but they whooped out those cell phones and started getting some recordings, so there's plenty of video of this out there. And uh, they saw armored and floating seven-foot aliens wearing dark-colored hoods flying around, 
since mid-Julys. Um, they they even attempted to uh, abduct a 15-year-old girl. And um, at that point, some of them broke out the guns and they shot at them and they were impervious to the bullets. Like they shot them, they hit them, it didn't hurt them. They just right. kept on doing their thing. Um, I mean, the main, the story here is I will, you know, I, I'll put the links to some videos and stuff in the show notes, like always. But the big thing here is um, they, they, they saw what appeared to be, and if you look at the video, you see it too. It looks like there's a ship in the sky, and it's kind of a cloudy night, but there's something like up there in the clouds, right? right. And then there are these creatures, and somebody gets a close-up of one, like looking around a building or a fence, and dude, it looks just like the alien on the movie Predator. Yeah. I mean, it's got those teeth. It's and I mean, it's a grainy, hard to see video. They must all have iPhones because we all know our iPhone cameras suck. No matter how good these people say your iPhone camera is, I guess you got to take like iPhone camera training because everybody I see with a Samsung camera takes a whole lot better picture. Samsung phones take a lot better picture than my iPhone, and I'm an iPhone guy. I'm an Apple guy, and I cannot take a picture worth a shit with my iPhone. So, uh, but doesn't mean I'm leaving them because, you know, I'm locked into that Apple ecosystem, so I'm there forever. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, really weird. Supposedly this has been going on since mid-July. Uh, it's... There's, there's uh, many speculated it was uh, something called the face peelers, and that's a oh, local wow. s- suspicion. Yeah, And it also was referred to as green goblins. Interesting. Uh, so the local, this was going on so much, it was blowing up. And basically at first the... I guess the news outlets down in Peru and stuff was kind of just like ignoring it. Uh, But it got so bad in this village that the villagers called the police. You know, they were like, we need help out here. I I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming a a village. I don't know if a village is like um, a town here or what, if it's isolated very far out from other people. But apparently they finally sent authorities. And what I think is um okay so i saw the videos i saw the the pictures it does look like something uh like an alien that is uh a a non-human creature i don't know how to say it but there's one picture that kind of shows his body glowing in the middle have you seen that yeah it's it's everything that i've seen it's like it's almost like blinding lights coming from the whatever they are you know um it's hard to see it's hard to get a read on what is actually you're that you're looking at right it does look like a person standing in the middle of it all or a a, you know human or humanoid whatever you want to call it type yeah um so (laughs) the police report and i (laughs) so i have just got to read their explanation of this because they debunk it 
the police and the news media say, oh, it's not aliens. Here's what it is. And I want to know where you buy this equipment if it is what it is. Because the locals say that they look like they have round things on their feet, like discs. Yeah. And those discs is what was making them fly. So, um, <clears throat> prosecutors believe, this is the debunking of it, prosecutors believe that um, the aliens are members of a local local goal-minding gang. Boy, okay. Right, I've seen that, that they were some kind of um, miners trying to get into, yeah. They were gold miners. Yeah. They were mining, and uh, they're illegally mining this uh, this village's gold mines, which is how they make their money. So prosecutors believe that the gangs are hoping to invoke fear into locals, keep them inside their home, and away from their illegal gold mines. Uh, they speculated that the gangs are using Jetpacks, you hear me? Jetpacks to reach more uninhabitable spots in dense jungles near the Nanny River to mine for gold. Where can you go and buy a jetpack? Dude, I need one. Yeah, absolutely. And if they're, they're thieves, Maybe they stole the jetpacks. I don't know. Uh, and then it says uh, they'd be using a state-of-the-art jetpack, such as thrusters, that allow people to fly. Uh, and this is from Carlos Castro Quintela of the Peruvian government. Dude, I need a jetpack. And if jetpacks are that easy to get a hold of, I need one. And they also say that the police have, uh, or the local law enforcement arrested these people. I don't know how they were seven foot tall, but they arrested them. They took all the jetpacks and they destroyed them. <laughs> I mean... If that ain't some of the most made-up crap I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, oh yeah. What's that, uh, uh, the law that it's uh, probably something that you've, uh, it's probably the simplest explanation. What is that? Called? Oh, it's, um, yeah, Occam's Razor. Yeah. Simplest explanation is usually the, or maybe okay. the, when you eliminate everything else, whatever's left is the truth. I forget. So, it's not Occam's razor. Yeah. Is more than likely this was just a bunch of people robbing gold mines with jetpacks. Absolutely. I mean, that makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> because I don't see anybody with a jetpack except for these people on like YouTube and stuff that have built these jetpacks and they're in a very controlled environment testing them. They're like in the ocean with a ship following them, or they're over a lake, or uh, I just need a jetpack, dude. I, I mean, I'm saying 
I could be from here to work in no time every day with a jetpack. I for sure could be. I mean, by the time I get up in the air, I'd come down at work. Right, dude. And I'm telling you, man, I think that uh, with a jetpack, I may could actually be Iron Man. I mean, I just <laughs> need the jetpack. Sure. I make me a suit out of aluminum foil. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So uh, you know the story. There's not a lot more to it other right. than we'll post those videos. I mean, they, uh, they're supposedly seven foot tall. Uh, they terrorize this village. I'm assuming this village is not super technologically advanced, although right. they did all have cell phones with cameras. They did a try, try to uh, uh, grab a 15-year-old girl and abduct her. That's what got them shooting at them. They shot at them. It didn't hurt them. And if you watch the video, the, the, the things that look like they're flying look like they go back up into this light that's in the sky, that's in the clouds. And um, the government also says that was just a drone up in the clouds. Right. A drone with a bunch of lights on it. Um, I just don't know where you get jetpacks. And why did they immediately destroy those jetpacks after they got them? You know? Right. I mean, if sure. I was, being that I used to be a police officer, of course not in Peru, if I confiscated something that I thought was beneficial to the uh, department that I worked for. Sure. I took that to court and I tried to get it, uh, the seized item awarded to the department for official use. Do you not think law enforcement cannot use jetpacks? I mean, I'm just saying. If nothing else, I'm sure they could use money. They could put that thing on eBay, you know, sold that thing, surely. So, you know, apparently there, this is a very rich uh, little uh, village. Uh, most of the gold is in the riverbeds, uh, but there are mines there also. Um, and they, they say it's, I guess it's a good place to mine for gold. And that's, that's how the village survives. That's what they do. You know, their main, their main uh, source of income for the village is to uh, mine for gold. Right. And these, I guess they have the rights of the mines and, and the riverbeds that are in their village. Uh, I, I don't know. It, it sounds really weird to me. I'm very skeptical of that. I, 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 and I'm skeptical of the law enforcement cover-up. I'm not sure. really skeptical of what the villagers say. I mean, there's that, that there's some pretty decent video. I mean, it's not perfect, but I mean, it's like two, three o'clock in the morning when this stuff is happening. I mean, if you're trying to scare somebody out of the village, I don't know why you're doing it at two or three o'clock in the morning. Do it before they go to bed, man. <laughs> I guess they want it to be dark. I don't know. Sure. But you know how it is. I mean, those villagers probably got back and been mining all day. They hit the peace pipe a few times. They broke out the moonshine or whatever they drank in Peru. Tater juice, vodka. I don't know. Rum. Hard day's work, get a little tipsy, and they try to lay down, and then next thing you know, here's people with jetpacks. Uh, the villagers also did say there was absolutely no noise. Okay. They couldn't hear anything. And the video that you see, there's no noise. I mean, the noise you hear are the villagers 
uh, yelling at each other, you know, running around, kids screaming, babies crying because they're all scared. Um, so if it was jetpacks, they also figured out a way to put silencers on them. So, <laughs> My jetpack silencer. So I don't know, man. I, I don't know. What's your take on it? What do you think? I don't know. I was super skeptical. Um, I didn't read a lot about it because it just looked so hokey. Um, I, I hadn't heard the thing about the jetpacks being burned, but I don't know. It's It sounds like it's a little far-fetched, but, you know, hey, I'd like to hear more about what exactly happened. If you've got miners, how are they wearing these silver suits or gold suits or whatever? I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I'll put the links to some of the articles in the show notes. Uh, look at the pictures, watch the videos. You decide on your own. Daily Mail was big on reporting on this. Uh, so was the New York Post. Uh, but a lot of people covered it. And um, like regular news people got a hold of this. <laughs> I watched the. Um, um, oh, the um, News Nation had a, uh, or, uh, they done a little segment on it. I'll put that segment on there. Their segment is how it's debunked. They'll tell, uh, you'll hear in that story on News Nation about um, uh, the jetpacks and the local authorities. Uh, it's only like a minute and 25 seconds. And uh, I, yeah, I, I don't know, you know, I don't, I'm not sure. I don't even know where News Nation stands in the point of, uh, again, no politics, no religion, but I don't know if they're left or right. I haven't listened to enough uh, of News Nation stuff to know where they're at. I know that is where David Grush, uh, the whistleblower, did his first set-down interview was with sure. News Nation. And um, it seems like to me <clears throat> they're... Uh, they're a news station that's trying to be on top of UFO, UFO disclosure if it's going to happen. So, um, therefore, they get my attention sometimes. Again, WWFD, what would Fox do? Yeah, because yeah. Uh, that's where I'm at on that. Um, Not Fox News. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, Fox Mulder. Fox Mulder, yes, not Fox Mulder. Fox Mulder, not Fox News. Maybe it should just be... WWMD, what would Mulder do? I, well, I like that too. That that probably is better. WWFMD. That works. <laughs> but that does, you know, put it all out. Uh, I, I think that um, it's a very interesting... I'm not necessarily saying it was aliens, uh, but it was aliens. Uh, right. But I really really don't think it was people with jetpacks on. <laughs> just that is like one of the stupidest stories I've ever heard. It was people with jetpacks on. I I I I if so by Wednesday of next week if I can find one of these jetpacks I will arrive at work with my jetpack on. Absolutely. Because if a thief can afford one, I can't take <laughs> All right, so 
What do you think it was? Tell me. What do you What do you think it is? I'm going to lean towards miners that didn't have jetpacks, but I, I don't know. I don't know. How do you explain the the in the videos then the things that were flying in the air that clearly look like a humanoid figure? Swamp gas. Oh man. <laughs> Get your WWMF bracelet out and hold on to it tight. Oh, I don't know, man. I didn't look at it enough to know. I, I just, it is, it's bizarre. It is so bizarre. It is. And the officials have actually showed like people that they arrested, but I mean, you know, you can stage any damn thing. I, I just, I don't think anybody knows what it is. And you know, the ultimate question out there that I saw on this is, At the end of the day, when it all comes down to UFOs, disclosure, and what is it, are aliens us? Are we the aliens? And that not only goes with time travel or something like that, it goes to the point where did our world become so evolved And a thing like a nuclear war happened, but we were so evolved, we were able to leave this world, travel either interdimensionally or across the universe somehow. You know, I'm thinking millions of years ago. And then we restarted a civilization somewhere else. And then now this is the great, great grandchildren, you know, more greats than that, like great to the 10th power, grandchildren of those people. And they're like, let's go back to Earth and see whatever happened to the planet. And now civilization is almost back at the point where it's going to repeat itself again. Could be. Hi. I read that on part of this Peru thing, so that's like uh, that seems like a whole episode within itself. Yeah, well, there, I mean, there's theories that you know life on Earth came from Mars. You know, maybe I agree some with that. cataclysmic event that did that, and so maybe they made it here and weren't able to keep up their levels of technology, or maybe they made it here and some made it elsewhere. You know, who knows? Right. Um, and we ended up being the um, the poor children <laughs> and didn't, didn't get a, didn't re retain all that technology that we, that evidently they needed to get here. You know, I think I do think it's all a bit, it's a vicious circle, man. It's like everything else. It's just like life. It repeats itself. You know, I mean, I think you're looking at, um, I mean, I really think you kind of look at what you're, you're looking at now. I mean, the world is here, whether it's here or Mars or wherever, and then it gets either so technologically advanced or some big natural disaster happens and it wipes everything out and then it starts all over again. I mean, those pyramids had to come from somewhere. Absolutely. I don't think they were taking dental floss and dragging it across the desert. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right. But anyway, that was our... Uh, 
wonderful topic tonight. I, I know we, I kind of got sidetracked on the comic book show and that. Yeah, that, well, and I, I went a little bit deep into uh, Jack Kirby and the scrolls and whatnot. So, but we're all good. Um, that being said, I guess we're about to wrap it up. Let me give a few shout outs. Oh, if you really like want to be the ghost riders, um, I really like the name of that. So, um, you are more than welcome to um, send us a comment on social media or on um, email saying, hey, I don't like the Ghost Riders. We want to be called the um, you know, Slip Rocks or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Uh, that one's not sticking on me, but, you know. No, it's not me. The patterns, uh, I don't know. But I do want to uh, give shouts out to all the wonderful countries that um, have listened to us over the last two weeks. It's, I'm just doing it two weeks now. Actually, a week, because it was just last week's episode that I'm doing. Um, first place was the United States, followed by the UK, Netherlands, Canada, the Philippines, the United Arab Emirates. Is that how you say that? United Arab Emirates. Emirates. United uh -huh. Arab Emirates. Uh, Jamaica, Mexico, and Vietnam. Come on, Taiwan. We need you back in there, baby. You, you left us. You left us. They had 100% retention, too. It was only one person, too. But we got that one download for like... 12 episodes straight from Taiwan. It was pretty cool. Uh, in the United States, uh, over the last week, we had Kentucky, New York. I'm going in order from the most downloads to the least. Uh, Kentucky, New York, California, Tennessee, Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, Indiana, Pennsylvania, Virginia, Vermont, Illinois. Illinois, there's no S there. Uh, Texas, Alabama, Colorado, and Connecticut, Maryland, Washington, Wisconsin, Michigan, New Jersey, and New Mexico. Thank you very nice. much. Um, again, we beg of you, beg of you for a five-star review. And a written review even helps that much more. Dude, that really pulls you up those uh, iTunes charts and that Spotify chart. It, it, even if you just put good <laughs> review worth a listen right give yeah us a written review uh give us five stars hey if you don't think we're worth five stars give us five stars and then in the written review say i just give these guys five stars because they begged for it really they were only four and a half stars <laughs> or, or they were a restart put it down there so it still moves us up the ladder we do appreciate all you guys listening. You, you can even say, we just felt sorry for them. <laughs> there you go. Poor, <laughs> poor slap rocks. Uh, I felt sorry for them. So, uh, anyway, uh, we will probably be back in two weeks. Next yeah. week, a little holiday, we're going to be uh, loading up the, the camper and heading out. Hopefully the weather is not as hot as it is this week, but um, we will answer social media. We will answer our um, 
emails. And remember, you can get us anywhere that you listen to podcasts. We are there. And if you find somewhere that you listen to podcasts and we're not on it, send us an email and tell us. We'll make sure we get on that. Absolutely. And uh, we'll talk more about the Borderland Comic Book Show as it gets closer to coming a reality. So. All right. All right. Well, guys, I think we're out. Guys and gals, uh, I'm Dan, and the Pattern is Fool is going to sign off. Take care. Well, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Pattern is Full, where we explore the unknown and mysterious phenomenon of our world. We hope you enjoyed this episode and your mind has been opened to the hidden patterns in this universe. Be sure to tune in next time as we dive deeper into the unknown. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Your support helps us continue to uncover the mysteries of our world. Until next time, keep an open mind and keep searching for the patterns in our world. The Pattern is Full is signing off.